Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Welcome to Live Family Church. Uh, my name is Chrissy. I'm here as an intern and also a children's minister with my husband. Um, so glad to see each and every one of you. So thank God we get to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning in the United States where it's still free. Praise the Lord. All right. So if you're new to Life Family Church, you should have received a welcome packet. And inside that welcome packet, you would have gotten a newcomer's card. And if you could, please fill that out if you have not done that. And turn it into the source center where you've got that um, at the end of service. And we will give you a special gift. Um, And thanks for coming and joining us. Awesome. So um, we want to let you guys know about Tuesday Connect Groups. This Tuesday, we still have Connect Groups. The following will be prayer. But that is... The doors open at 6 o'clock. We will be starting promptly, roughly around, I guess, 6.30. Um, We come, we bring a dish, we get to share food. Um, It's a good time. We get to basically recap what Pastor talks about on Sunday. So it's really cool because we get to dive down deeper with um, some of the leaders with our church. And we get to share... Um, a lot of us we share, and so we really truly connect during those times of connect group. So if you haven't been, or if you haven't been in a while, please come out. It's really it's really cool because we truly get to be, you know, what our church or, or the name of our church is. We get to do life and be family together. So coming out six third or six o'clock on Tuesday nights. Also Wednesdays, if you haven't been, women's workout Wednesday. Um, that is with me. So basically, I had trouble working out every week. And so I had it, I guess, in the beginning of this year, I was just like, I'm going to make myself accountable just by making a class. And so it's on Wednesdays. If nobody comes, I'm still going to do it. Because if not, if I go home, I'm going to sit on my butt probably. Um, Just because it's been a long work week and and whatnot. So come out, join me. It's only 45 minutes. It's super, it's pretty easy. So it's fun. And um, you just get to sweat and especially if you're going out on the missions trip, I would encourage you to come so that way you can go ahead and get those sweated out now before you sweat it out on the mission field. All right, and then Pastor is doing jujitsu. Um, that's at 7 o'clock. He does that with men and women. If you are a woman, please come with a partner. Um, he teaches you a bunch of um, tricks. I don't really know the lingo. What, what would be the lingo? A bunch of moves, I guess you can say. And techniques, there you go, techniques. It, he does a very good job with the men and the security team. So coming out if you haven't done that. That's at 7 o'clock. Also, missions is coming up in just a few weeks. Like we have, what, three weeks, two weeks, three, three, three weeks, I think is what it is. Okay, so Pastor Marie has asked us, we are doing, basically we're going, so we're going with the gospel, but we're also going with these gift bags to help. In the Dominican, they don't really have grocery shopping bags, so we want to come with these. These are only a dollar. You can get them at TJ Maxx. We are aiming to get about 50 of these, so that way we can take them and give them to the families in the Dominican, so that way that whenever they're walking, because typically they don't have a lot of transportation over there, um, you know, getting their groceries, they have something that they can put it in. So that's something that um, I think it was, what's her name? King. Jessica King, yeah, she um, had the idea. So she's in Oklahoma, I believe. Um, And so that is one of the ministries that we get to pair with um, whenever we go on the missions field. So also, last but not least, Andrea, could you come up, please? Andrea is going to talk a little bit about our social media. Yay. Awesome. Um, 
If you don't know, I'm Andrea. I have the honor of working on the productions team here at Life Family Church. And so last week we talked about podcasts, and I just wanted to see if anyone was able to plug in who's listening to the podcast. Awesome, awesome. It's grateful. So the other tool that we have for some daily inspiration weekly, some of you guys have already connected, um, but we're on Facebook, as you know. And we're also on Instagram now. And so that's just another way of us to be able to connect, not only you to us, but us to you. You guys can know there's something always happening at Life Family Church. So you can stay abreast on those kinds of things, but also make sure that, you know, we're encouraging throughout the week and we're able to just pair with you. So it's very easy if you are on Instagram and you want to go ahead and connect with us. You can see Jen or myself after service and we'd love to connect you so you guys can be a part of it. Amen, amen. Yeah, I really enjoy our podcast. We get to feed on that throughout the week. So sometimes, you know, when we're in here, we don't get all of it, but we get to really meditate on it wherever you're out driving or at home doing chores. Um, I was cooking at Crazy Cup for a long time, and so I was able to have my hands working and just listen to podcasts all the time. It was awesome. So, all right, and don't forget, um, if you're not connected, you can see one of us um, through our connections cards, if you haven't been connected and you've been coming to church and you would like to get connected, we can help you out with that. But we have our connections as far as Facebook, Instagram, and then our church bulletin will come through email on Sundays. All right, let's um, follow through with our offering message, Pastor. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you're in church today? Me too. I'm glad I'm in church today. No place I'd rather be, right? Amen. Um, so, um, you know, Pastor Marie and I, we have a Facebook page. We endeavor to be biblically correct in our post. Praise God. Amen. I got posted the other day. I'm not too, sometimes I just think, I meditate. I'm, like, I'm not too sure of the term backslidden Christian. I thought it was hot, cold, or lukewarm. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know about the term backslidden Christian. Y'all are looking at me really funny. Come on, right? I thought it was hot for God, right? Cold for God or lukewarm, right? So whatever category that is, I don't know if, if lukewarm and cold is backslidden. I mean, can you, can you go from cold to frozen? I guess you probably could go from cold to frozen. <laughs> you know, I heard Pastor Rodney say this. He said, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being hot for God, 1 being cold for God, where would you place yourself? So I thought to myself, okay, well, hmm, 1 being cold, 10 being hot. So I guess, well, if I put myself about about a six, I'd be lukewarm. Praise God. Amen. So I'd rather be hot, a one or a 10. Is that right? Yeah. So sometimes I just put these thoughts on there, you know, like I put a thought on there. We operate in two realms. We operate in the natural realm and we operate in the supernatural realm. And God's given us tools to operate in the realm. And then I put on there Christianity. Integrity, character, keeping your word, honest. I don't know if you, how can you put backslidden Christian in one sentence? I'm not really sure. I'm a Christian, but I'm backslidden. Praise the Lord. I, I don't, well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, we're starting out really well today. Praise God. I can just tell. Hallelujah. Well, open your Bibles, if you would, please. To any chapter you'd like, and pick a verse. No, just, kidding. just kidding. Just kidding. Mark, the book of Mark chapter 12. But before we do that, is Lexi in here? Lexi, Lexi, will you stand? Kayla, will you stand? 
These are RBI graduates. Praise God, amen. They're graduating. Let's congratulate them. All right. Anybody graduating from LCU? If you're graduating, please stand. Okay, there you go. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. We honor you. Also, are you a veteran? If you're a veteran, please stand. If you didn't time in the military. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you very much. Praise God. Okay, Mark chapter 12, and we're going to pick it up in about verse 14. Also, Pastor Marie and her dad are down at Bayshore, and Mel is preaching today. So that's where they're at, having a good time. You know something really funny? The last time Mel went down there, they asked him, well, we've decided to pick you as our pastor. And Mel's like, no, 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 no. So... So we got to send him down there every once in a while because he's their favorite. Praise God. Amen. Mark chapter 12, and we're going to pick it up in verse, did I say verse 14? Yes, verse 14. And I'm going to read to you out of, is that verse 14? Somebody got their glasses on? <laughs> is that verse 14 right there? Can you see that? That's 13. Go to verse 13, please, God. Amen. <laughs> That was really small. You have to admit that was really small. Okay. Y'all are thinking like, wow, I turned 53. See what happens? No. No. Verse 13. Then they sent a delegation to the Pharisees together with some staunch supporters of Herod to entrap Jesus with his own words. So they approached him and said, now listen very carefully. This, This is out of the Passion Translation. Teacher, we know that you're an honest man of integrity and you teach us the truth of God's ways. We can clearly see that you're not one who speaks only to win the people's favor because you speak the truth without regard to the consequences. I want you to think about that for a second. Wow, how powerful is that? So basically, he just tells it like it is according to the word, doesn't he? He's not moved whether... He's tickling people's ears or not tickling people's ears. He just tells them the truth according to the Word of God. And we have to be very careful today that we shun from truth because the Bible does say that in the last days in Timothy, people will heap to themselves teachers with what? Itching ears to their own liking. And if you notice today, there is a lot of that going on, especially on social media. A lot of tickling ears. You know, I put a post recently. Be careful of the word of God that you hear, that it doesn't cause conviction or change. All it does is just makes you feel good. Got to be careful. Really careful. And it's very subtle. It's very subtle. So Jesus was not given to tickling people's ears, neither should we. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So he goes on to say, because you speak the truth without regard of the consequences, so tell us then what you think. Is it proper for us to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and said to them, Why are you testing me? Show me one of the Roman coins. They brought to him a silver coin used to pay the tax. Now tell me, Jesus said, whose head is on the coin and whose inscription is stamped on it? Caesar, they replied. Jesus said, precisely. The coin bears the image of the emperor Caesar. So you should pay to the emperor his portion. 
But because you bear the image of God, you must give back to God all that belongs to him. And they were utterly stunned by Jesus's comments. So what does that mean? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give to God what is God's. What's the subject matter under? Finances. So what belongs to the United States government or what belongs to China or what belongs to India belongs to India when it comes to their finances, their money. But then what it belongs to God, what does God require of us? 10%. Is that right? Now, the requirement is because we have covenant. Based upon covenant. A covenant is an agreement between two entities and it cannot be changed or added to. The law can be changed or added to. But Jesus fulfilled the law. Come on, the Levitical law. Come on, somebody. See, the controversy when it comes to tithing is that people that don't tithe will say this. Well, we're no longer under the law. Well, there's two laws. There's God's word, which is his law. And then there's Levitical law. Come on, hello, somebody. We are no longer under Levitical law. As a matter of fact, under Levitical law, if you didn't pay tithes, you had to pay back everything you didn't pay. And they added percentages on top of that. That's a bad deal. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. But covenant is based upon relationship. God has covenant with us, and we have covenant with Him, and it's based upon His Word. And because you agreed to it when you gave your heart to Jesus... So therefore, if you fulfill the covenant, now watch, what are the benefits? Because we as Americans always want to know what we're going to get out of it. Praise God. Amen. I'm just, hello, this is the way we work. That's the way human nature is. Come on now. And God has set it up that way because he knew what was in the heart of man. Amen. So he set up a covenant and it was based upon the blood of Jesus. So therefore, if it is covenant, and the way it went like this, it was covenant, Levitical law. Now we're back under covenant. Now, Abraham was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. The Jews didn't, people didn't come until Isaac. Come on, hello somebody, amen. Now, there are certain groups of people in the Bible that God refers to. There's certain parts of the Bible that refer just to the Jews. There are certain parts of the Bible that refer uh, to the Gentiles or the sinners. And then there's parts of the Bible that refer to the believers. Can you say amen? The New Testament is for the believer. And tithing is a principle that goes all the way back to your great, 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 grandmother and grandfather, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Can you say amen? Thank God there's nobody confused in here. Praise God. Amen. So it goes all the way back to them. What's the principle of the tithe? Here's the principle of the tithe in the garden. God said to Adam, every fruit of every tree in this garden you may partake of, but the fruit of this one tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, is that right? You may not partake of. So you can have 90% of all the fruit that's in the garden, but the 10% of fruit that's on this tree is mine. I had a preacher tell me, well, that's far-fetched. I said, you ain't got the revelation then. It's the most amazing thing that those say that tithing is an option. And then if you ask them as preachers because they have large influence over people, well, do you believe it? Oh, well, I just believe it's an individual choice. It's, an, it's up to the individual. Not that there's anything really wrong with it, but we're not required. We're not required. Do you tithe? 
How dare you? That's none of your business. <laughs> a prominent minister told me, that's none of your business. Oh, so you're telling everybody else, hello, you're telling everybody, oh, it's, it's optional, you know, it's not a requirement and all that kind of stuff. And So I asked him point blank, so do you tithe? That's none of your business. All right, thank you for the answer. I now got it. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> the none of your business <laughs> is your answer. Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. So God allows us to make a choice whether to keep covenant or not keep covenant. Come on, that's free will. But then when things start going awry and when things aren't working out, they won't, watch this, they won't equate to not being obedient to the covenant. They'll equate it to, oh, I'm being attacked by Satan. True, due to the fact you didn't keep covenant. Hello, somebody. Amen. There's always, there's always a, a cause and effect. Yeah. I'm, I'm just following Jesus. Jesus told it like it was, and I want to be just like him. Can you say amen? Don't shoot the messenger when I'm preaching the word. Come on. Amen. Hello. It's like the other day, the guy, <laughs> there was this lady. I was at a counter, and I know who she is. And she, every time I walk into this place, she's like, oh, hey, Pastor, how you doing? Oh, good, good, good. And things go, oh, gee, love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then another lady walked in, and then all of a sudden she dropped the S word right there in front of this lady that was visiting. And I, so I'm saying, I'm waiting for my turn. I always wait for my turn. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> so I said, so about two minutes, I waited, I waited 120 seconds. And I'm standing there, and I went, did you just cuss? That's what I said. <laughs> You should see their eyeballs. Because I know this lady. Because every time I walk in, it's just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Have you ever been around people that you walk in the room, and they know you're born again, and you're a Christian, and everything, and they, they don't, <laughs> it's like things, places pucker up where nobody should be puckering, praise God, when you walk into the room. <laughs> and then when you leave, they go back to themselves, you know. Yeah. And then she busted, she busted out on me the, 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 the two sentences that backsliders use. This is what she said. You're just judging me. <laughs> That's what she said. You're just judging me. I said, no, ma'am. I said, let God's word be our judge. God's word is my judge, and God's word's your judge. That's a great answer right there when anybody's in. And then I said the second one, or it could be the third one, is, Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Or this one, God knows my heart. Me and Jesus, we got the special relationship. <laughs> and then one of the guys piped up and he's listening and he goes, well, you know what? Curse words aren't really in the Bible. And I said, no. I mean, if you want to say the F-bomb is not in the Bible and the S-bomb is not in the Bible, but there is the ass. Donkey. Come on. And there is hell. And he said, well, you know, really, that's just man's... Att-. I said, bro, that's your own personal opinion. I said, let's line it up with the word. 
And he said, well, you know, 1,500 years ago, or, you know, yeah, 1,500 years ago, they weren't using the cuss word, so really. And then he wouldn't let me talk. I, was, I would try to say something. I was, I was going to say, well, here's the deal. With every culture, there were idle words that they used. But I didn't get a chance to say that. And I actually said, are you going to let me? Oh, he just rambling, rambling. I thought, that's just like the devil. Right? Because sometimes your answer exposes as they're saying, hallelujah, glory to God, amen. (laughs) Come on, hello, somebody. Amen. So they tried to trap Jesus. So watch this. What are the benefits? Okay, we know that Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 9 says, Will a man rob God, yet you've robbed me in tithes and offerings? Right? And he goes on to say, you know, bring all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now. And this says, the Lord of hosts, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out of your blessing that you remember. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not steal the fruit of your ground. You know, you guys know the scriptures, okay? So watch this. So what does tithing do under new covenant? Because we are under new covenant. Come on, hello. So in the old, in the old covenant, there wasn't an option. I mean, they, you had to pay it back. I mean, pay it back, Jack. Praise God. But in the new covenant, you still have an option to either keep covenant or not keep covenant with God. God never fails in keeping covenant with us. Amen. Come on, and we, we, we fall short, but then we repent, and then we're back in covenant. Can you say amen? So what happens is this, is when you give of your tithe, ten, 10 cents out of every dollar, it's been that way for 6,000 years. It hadn't changed. He's not like the governments of the world charging 30% and 40% and then socialists that want to get 80%. Hello, come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. He's not like that. It's just 10 cents of every dollar. He lets you keep 90. Come on. Hello, somebody. He just takes it. Why is that? Because he has to have something from you to get a harvest to you. That's just the way he works. See time and harvest. See time and harvest. That's just the way it works. Okay? So therefore, when you keep covenant with God, watch this. The the tithe itself puts a barrier against the destroyer. Just that act, just that act gives you legal ground, covenant-wise, for the destroyer not to come steal, kill, and destroy. So what is it like? What does that mean? Well, it's like when the Israelites left Egypt, their shoes didn't wear out, their clothing didn't wear out, the washing machine didn't wear out, their car didn't wear out. Come on. Come on, hello, somebody. And I'm sure you guys have testimony after testimony after testimony that can prove what I'm saying according to the Word of God is true. Can you say amen? Amen. For me, it's never an option. Never. For me, we tithe off the church. We tithe off Jack Myers Ministries. We tithe off of protective security. Gross. It's the gross. Because I want... God to get involved with my taxes. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And believe me, I just really pay. Oh, my God. I had to write a $5,800 tithe. I wouldn't tithe. I'm going to. Praise God. Amen. Tax. It was a tax bill. Hey, what the? What the? What a what a? You know, I understand now small businesses, especially in the United States, how they're, they're kind of going after it because, man, they are, we're overregulated and overtaxed and just, whoo. But God is bigger. Can you say amen? Yeah. Amen. All right. So just get to God with bonus of God. Amen. And you'll be blessed. He'll set up a standard. Amen. amen. Let me say this one more time. Don't you know that we're not under curse? We're not a cursed people. You, you do understand that, right? We are not cursed. 
Galatians chapter 3 says, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Jesus became a curse for us so that we're not cursed. Come on, hello somebody. So that curse, that curse thing, uh uh-uh. Come on now. But we do have trials and tribulations. Amen. And we have situations because we live in this earth. But when you tithe, it sets a standard against that. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. So, all right, you need an offering envelope, lift your hand, or somebody, give somebody something. Praise God. Amen. Behind the chair that you're sitting in, there'll be an offering envelope there. Praise God. So I think we're taking 45 or 50 people on the missions trip. Amen. The Dominican Republic is going to be powerful. Uh, we just confirmed everything for um, Burma. We're going to the country of Burma in November, me, Pastor Todd, and Daniel King. So we're going to be doing a, a crusade there. Uh, and out, actually out in the village. Like there's never been a crusade before. So that's kind of adventurous. We're going to be doing that. And then um, I'm working on and going to start working on, I'll take a trip to the country of Panama in March or April to see if we can't set up a crusade for 2021. We're going to take a break next year on the crusades. I mean, as in team-wise, as in team-wise, okay? But I'm going to do do something, okay? So, but then 2021, we're going to do it. So save your money. If you've never gone on a mission trip with us, please save your money. Get your jar out and put missions on it. (laughs) Hello, and then just... Tens and fives and fifteens and whatever, you know, just keep throwing that in there. And then get your passport. And let me ask this question. How many have never been on a mission trip? Can I see your hand? You've never been on a mission trip. Okay. How many of you in here have never been on a mission trip with us? Let me see your hand. Okay. I want to encourage you. Come with us. It's not, we, we don't just let you... We put you to work. You're, you're going into churches. You're preaching in churches. You're going on street ministry. You're, you're casting out devils. You are pulling people out of wheelchairs. We let you minister in the crusade. You go into the crowd. You go over to the invalid section. You're, you're, you're pulling people out. of. They can't sue you, so just pull them out of the wheelchair. Praise God. And if they, if they stumble, just pick them back up and put them back in. I mean, we don't have that, we don't have that problem. We don't have that problem when you pull somebody out of a wheelchair. And, it, and they just fall face forward. You just brush them off, stick them back in, and, and still believe God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Yeah. Are you ready to give? Say yay. So we want to encourage you. Come with us. You know, come with us. I think we're going to try to go to Panama to do a crusade in Panama. And then we'll get to go see the Panama Canal and, and America's Bridge. And, just, and they have American money. So they use American money there. Praise God. Amen. So, yeah. Praise the Lord. So come with us. Come do something. Also, we have uh, Richard Moore and Todd DeLay for our Word and Spirit Conference. So Richard Moore gave me confirmation on that. It's in September. I can't remember the weekend. It's a Friday night. Saturday morning will be a women's conference with Daphne DeLay. Saturday night, Richard Moore. And Sunday morning, Sunday night will be Pastor Todd. So they're coming in. Praise God for that. Is there anything else? Uh, let's see, I got another, I, I'm going to go to, let's see, I got a phone call from a pastor inviting me to come to Inverness, Dr. Alexander, Doug Alexander, which is due June the 19th on a Wednesday night. So we're going to go do that. And then we're going to Michigan to do a four-day revival up there. And, um, yeah, so the Lord is good. Can you say amen? You ready to give? Say yay. Lift your offering toward heaven if you would, please. Father, we thank you for the gift of the giver. And as we plant seed into the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, many souls will be won because of it. And, Father, we just thank you right now because we're keeping covenant with you. So, therefore, the devourer is rebuked. Stop stealing, killing, 
and robbing from God's people's finances, Satan. And we bind you by the blood of Jesus. We loose ministering angels that have been assigned to us according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 and 2. Go forth right now, angels. Influence the wealth of the wicked to be transferred into our hands, the righteous. And Father, we love you and we bless you that not only our needs, wants, and desires are met, but every business person in here, every employee in here, every manager in here, Pay raises come, increase comes, clients come, businesses, tent stakes stretch out in the name of Jesus. And Father, we love you and bless you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. This morning I want to talk to you a little bit, and we may be doing a little bit of a series on this. I want to talk to you about biblical character. Biblical character this morning. Biblical character. The book of Romans, out of the New Living Translation, says this, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. So even the Apostle Paul struggled between two things. He struggled with his flesh, and he struggled with his recreated spirit man. See, in, in the grace message, the, the element that they're missing is this. They're saying that we are imperfect, so therefore when we make mistakes, even if we do it on purpose, God's grace covers it, and we don't even have to repent. Because forgiveness has already been provided for at the cross. That's what we call greasy grace. But they don't understand that your spirit man, which is the real you, is perfect because Christ indwells your spirit man. So within your spirit man, you cannot sin. But in your mind, will, and emotions, and in your flesh, you can. So there's a war that goes on. Our mind, will, and emotions, and our flesh always moves toward pleasure, especially where there's pain. When there's pain, and we can't deal with it, and don't know how to deal with it, and don't know how to cast it on the Lord, then we'll move towards pleasure. But our spirit man, which is recreated because Christ is in us, is in conflict to yielding to the flesh. So therefore, there is that war. That's the reason why the Apostle Paul says, I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. Oh, the wretched man that I am. So there's that war. Now, when it comes to character, character is the foundation in which your life is built upon. Somebody ought to put that on Facebook. Praise God. Amen. Character is the foundation in which your life is built upon. And character begins forming when you're born into the earth. When you go through two, three, four, five, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, even scientifically they've proven that you begin to establish character and morality as you're growing up. Every human being has an inert worth because they, they bear the image of God the Creator. In unbelievers, this image is marred by sin. See, when you're born again, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Here's a very powerful statement. God saves your spirit, but you save your soul. Your soul, remember your three-point being. Spirit, first, soul, which is your mind with emotions, and body. This is your temple. This is your house in which contains your spirit, man. This right here is your earth suit. This is what keeps you in this realm. When this house shuts down, your spirit, man, which looks just like you, leaves and goes into the unseen realm, the spiritual realm, and you either go to heaven or you go to hell. That's it. 
And because of confusion, let me tell you where confusion comes from. It's a failure to renew your mind. It's a failure to renew your mind. Because Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You either re- you're renewing your, th- your mind to two things, either the word or the world. Word or world. It's proper thinking. The only way to get proper thinking is getting the word on the inside of you. Psalms 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You wouldn't know what was sin unless your spirit man told you that it was sin. Come on. The reason why in the Old Testament... They didn't understand, and the reason why God had to set up law is because they didn't know what was sin. The Apostle Paul said, I didn't know what was sin until the law showed me what was sin. So we're going to go deep today. Amen. Amen. Because there's a tendency to lean toward the things of the world in which we are not of. We may be in it, but we lean toward that. Why? Because we lean toward more self-preservation. We, live, we lean more to what feels good to us. And really, it's hard for someone to be self-sacrificing. Everybody else needs to be sacrificed besides me. You've heard it said, the anointing will never carry you where your character can't keep you. The anointing will never carry you where your character can't keep you. That's the reason why sometimes you have these shooting stars in ministry that seem to be so, I mean, they're... Their, their, their oration is awesome. Their, their words are awesome. There's the power of God. And then come to find out they had an affair or they're in an affair and, or they got drinking issues or drug issues or pornography issues or whatever it is. And then that comes out and then as fast as they went up is as fast as they went down. Nobody ever wants to talk about Ananias and Sapphira. That was New Testament. Come on, hello, somebody. In other words, they came, Ananias and Sapphira came in contact with the holiness of God. The Holman Bible Dictionary for the word holiness means this. Potential, fatal, power. And because of God's grace, because of His mercy, because of His kindness, He always gives us an opportunity to be self-correcting. But if we're never self-correcting, there is a day... Come on, hello, somebody. Galatians is very clear. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So character is very important. Every person is born with a conscience. Your conscience is your moral epicenter. It tells you what is right and what is wrong. Those that have seared their conscience can no longer tell what is right or wrong. That's the reason why I'm very careful, and Pastor Marie and I were talking a little bit about this. I'm very careful in this two-word term, or three-word term. God said, or God told me. Very careful with that. Very. As a matter of fact, I think we thought about it this morning. We were doing devotion this morning, and Pastor Marie asked me, Have you ever said, God said? I said, in the face of authority? No, never. Or God told you. 
Never. I've always been a person under authority. Always. I can stand before the great white throne judgment right now, like everybody else is going to, and say, you know what? I've always been under authority. Have I always liked what they said? Nope. Nope. It's awful quiet here this morning. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because God wants us to grow spiritually. Because we're living in some pretty rough times, folks. We are living in the last days. And actuality, truth is being skewed. I read an article yesterday. There's a church in Georgia. 3,000 members. Get this. 3,000 members. They just put on staff a Christian psychic. Christian psychic. Is it a Christian psychic? And not only that, the pastor's married to a man. And they have 3,000 people. 3,000. 3,000 people. I did some research. I even looked up Snoops to see if that was true or not. Praise God, amen, or Snopes or whatever it is. I wanted to make sure that this wasn't one of those articles that hook you. Come on, hello, somebody. I'm not liking everything. I'm going to find out. Is that true? Come on, hello, somebody. Yeah. I thought, wow. And then I, I clicked on the YouTube video of her. And she said this, get this, get this. She said this, yes, I love God and I love Jesus and God has given me the gift of being a psychic. She said, I have the ability to talk to loved ones, dead fellow loved ones that have gone on. Don't think that the witches aren't infiltrating the churches today. Listen, who's filling the vacuum of the exodus, mass exodus of the churches today? 3,000 members. The pastor's married to a man, and he just took on a witch on staff, paid. I got the, every time I see stuff like this, I think, I know why. The Bible talks about it. in the last days there will be false prophets and false teachers that will arise I mean, there, there, there's a church right there with a false prophet. And you know what? They, she did an interview with one of the congregation members, and she's reading that person. You, you pulled it up? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't pull that up. <laughs> you, pulled it, you pulled it up, right? Yeah. And, she's, and all of a sudden, the person that she's doing this reading for starts bawling. I thought, that is a familiar spirit. I'm serious. You have to understand, Satan knows our past. He doesn't necessarily know our future. Come on now. The only, the only why Satan would know our future is because he's seen the patterns in our life in the past. And you keep doing a pattern over and over and over again, then he could head it off. He's thinking to himself, okay, that's, they've been doing that for the last 10 years. <laughs> they haven't changed it yet. Oh, by the way, go ahead in front because they're going to be doing it again. I want you to get them. We're living in the last days, folks. That's the reason why we need sound doctrine today. We, we, we need the truth of God's Word. This book is the only thing that's going to keep you sane in these last days. And if you don't think people are going insane, just watch Fox News for a little bit. <laughs> or CNN, continual negative news. You will see the cra- truly, truly the insane have not yet been committed. Praise God. Amen. They're on television in our government. 
us all. Praise God. So forming character, having care, be a person of your word, if you, even to your own hurt. I have to tell you a story. Let me tell you this story. We were asked to do a crusade many years ago in the country of Mexico. And the Lord tried to get me out of it. So I called that person up and I said, you know, it doesn't seem to be the right time. I mean, can we reschedule this and things like that? Oh, no, no, no. We've already spent $2,500 of the $5,000 you sent us and everything like that. No, no, no. Okay. Then I had two dreams back to back and I tried to get out of it. Are you sure? Yep, we've already started the ball rolling. And Okay, then. So watch this. A person of integrity, a person of character, even to your own hurt. So all of a sudden, we decided to go. And some of my dreams were coming to pass, and thanks God we averted them because I recognized some of the dreams. Then all of a sudden, you know, when I went down there, we were on the border of, China, of um, Texas and Mexico, and a hurricane had gone through, a tropical storm had gone through, and left standing water for about three weeks. So I went to go open up a door to go into this office at this church we were at, and a mosquito came and landed on my finger, and it bit me. And within 30 minutes, my... my uh, pointed finger swelled up like a balloon. I thought, what the heck? I've never had this happen. So I put ice on it and all that kind of stuff. So when we got there, and it was probably the smallest crusade I've ever done, ever. There was probably less than 1,000 people at this. And, and, what, and, they, and get this, they didn't provide their $5,000. They used my $5,000. And it was a very small platform. It was in a circle, and maybe 800 people came. It was the smallest thing ever. I mean, maybe, maybe a couple thousand flyers were, were passed out and all that kind of stuff. And then 30 days later, I got malaria. Yeah. You know, Satan tried to kill me. But here's the deal. I realized later because I went back to the Lord. And, of course, it took me about a year to, to totally recover from that malaria. And I'm totally recovered now. As a matter of fact, I had gallbladder problems. Bad gallbladder problems. And that comes from... The, the malaria, malaria is a, is a blood disease. It's a parasite that incubates in the liver. And then 30 days later, it releases a toxin in your body that kills the white blood cells. But it also kills your organs, more specifically the gallbladder. Because the gallbladder is pumping bile into the, your other organs. And the bile that's in your liver goes to the area that's an infection to kill whatever's there. And then all of a sudden, you get biliary colic and it backs up. And then all of a sudden, it begins to kill the gallbladder, even though you don't even have gallbladder stones, like chokes it or something. It's the, it's the devil. I'm just going to tell you, it's the devil. And then later on, God said, you could have just left them with the money. Amen. Not go. And all of that would have been averted. But you know what? I was a man of my word. I kept my word. And that's what I had to stand on with God Almighty. I need healing now. I know I shouldn't have gone. Should have just gave them the money. Well, lesson learned. Hello. The Bible talks about swearing to your own hurt. What is that? That's a character thing. It's a character issue. If you say you're going to do something, then do it or it's better not said. The Bible talks about being snared by our words. Come on, hello somebody. Amen. So character. So how do you form character? It's by applying the word of God to your life. Amen. Being a person of integrity, being a person of character. If you say you're going to do something, then do it. Amen. Or you may develop a reputation that you don't keep your word. And then nobody wants to hang around somebody that doesn't keep the word. Can you say amen? Be a person of character. Be a person of integrity. 
The world system is self-centered, self-serving, and self-protecting. We have to be very careful of that. Self-serving, self-centered, and self-protecting. No greater love than this, than someone laid down his life for others. Come on now. Like the student that recently laid down his life in that school shooting. He loved his other students. I guess he was, he was actually going to go into the military and all that kind of stuff felt to serve. There's just something. Of, that is a person of heart right there. And those that have served in the military or you serve in law enforcement or security, you lay, you're laying your, I mean, you lay your life down for someone else. That's, that's, that's ultimate love. So we have to be very careful that we are not subject to this world system by participating in it. Now, there are tools that we use to live in this world. Come on, hello, somebody. But we don't have to act like the world. We don't have to be like the world. Did not God say, come out from among them? Yes, come out from among them. So therefore, being a Christian, we live by biblical standards. That's the reason why I said to that, very politely to that lady, when she said, you're, you're judging me. And I said, no, I'm not judging you. Let God's word be our judge. And then that does away with that statement. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I'm not judging you. Yes, you are. I said, no, let's, let, let's God's word be our judge. Google it. Google cuss words. Oh, there's all kinds of scriptures in there. It talks about idle words and things coming out of your mouth and all that kind of stuff. And she read a few verses. Guess what? It zipped the lip. Praise God. Amen. Ain't got nothing to say then. That's all, folks. <laughs> Praise God. Come on. Hello. Come on. Nothing to say after that. When you develop your character and you develop it biblically, it honors God who lives on the inside of you. And Jesus was an example on how we were to live and how we were to answer in everything. Business-wise, do you cheat on your taxes? It's a character thing. Come on, hello, somebody. Do you check out a PCO when you're scheduled? Oh, I shouldn't have said that one. Oh, my gosh. Bad pastor. Praise God. Amen. I guess that would be a character issue. She's talking to everybody but me. Is he, talking, is he talking about me? He was talking about me. He had to have been talking about me. Well, yes. Praise God. Amen. As long as it's biblical. Amen. The answer is yes. Like the one family trying to go to church on a Sunday morning because, you know, it was Memorial Weekend. I wonder, is Monday the first day of the week or is Sunday the first day of the week? Sunday's the first day of the week, right? So why are people resting on the first day of the week to try to get to work on the second day of the week? When they should have been resting on the first day of the week, which is Saturday. That's okay, brother. There's a whole lot of other people too. Praise God. Amen. Let me think about that for a second. All right, you, 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 Dr. Jack, you think outside the box. I don't have a box. Praise God. Amen. I just, there's no box to think out of. Let's see. Uh, I'm just burnt out by working in church. I'm just so burnt out serving. Really? Three hours on a Sunday morning and you're burnt out. Burnt out. I wonder if you got burnt out during the week. 
You know, got burned out of your job, got burned out of your baseball game, got burned out of going out on Friday night, got burned, got burned by going to the beach on Saturday and can't show up for Sunday. I got burned. I got burned. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm burned out, Pastor. I can't serve in the church anymore. I just can't. I'm burned out. Huh. Maybe I guess if you did your stuff Monday through Friday and then really kind of rested Saturday evening with your family so that you could prepare to go to the Lord's Day, which is the first day of the week, so that you can get filled up to handle the second day of the week. Praise God. Amen. That's a good word, Pastor. Amen, Pastor. Go ahead. I said, I believe I will. I'm going to be just like Jesus. Tell it like it is. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Right? Tell the truth. It's character, integrity. Well, what if I mess up? Repent. 1 John 1, 9. Come on, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Nobody has arrived. We all have character issues that we can improve in. Can you say amen? Yeah. We can all grow. God wants us to grow up spiritually. I mean, I'm sorry. We, we, we may not serve, you know, Kellogg's Christian Center here and... We may not have fruits, nuts, and flakes. Praise God. Amen. But we do have steak and Chateaubriand. Praise God. I would rather have some steak and Chateaubriand than Twinkies and cupcakes and, and Count Dracula cereal. <laughs> not going down there. They took your blood. Praise God. Amen. Not going down there. There are a bunch of bloodsuckers down there. All they want you to do is win souls. Them bloodsuckers. All they want you to do is go on missions. Them bloodsuckers. All they want you to do is win souls on Saturday. There are a bunch of bloodsuckers down there. All they want you to do is keep your word. Have some integrity. Have some character. How faithful. Wow. That's a cuss word right there in some circles. Praise God. Faithfulness. Don't say the faithfulness word. It starts with an F. I'll give you some Christian cuss words for you out of the Bible. Faithfulness. Character. Integrity. Honesty. Oh, my God. Don't say Honesty. That's almost like saying hell. It starts with an H, honesty. (laughs) Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. Oh, Lord. Kumbaya. The Bible teaches honorable character as we see who God is and what He does. Is God a God of character? Yes. Is He God of honesty? Is He holy? Did He not say for us to be holy as He is holy? So that includes character and integrity. How about forgiveness? Oh, that's a big one right there. How about offense? Offense is huge. Huge, so huge. It's part of a character issue. Offense. The Bible says in the last days, many, many will be offended. Many will be offended. 
If you'll always remember this, your humility is your protection from deception. You cannot be offended if you are humble. It's impossible to be offended if you walk in humility. Humility, say this for me, humility is my protection from deception. It is. If your boss calls you on the carpet, do you get offended or you go, you know what, you could be right. Let me give you an example. Something happened to me recently. Because of our security agency, I have an account. This account is a drug treatment center. So I'm standing, checking up on my officers, because I, I kind of go around certain days of the week. I go around to all my accounts, just check up on them. I'm standing there, and one of the employees comes out, one of the counselors comes out and says, oh, by the way, so-and-so and so-and-so, one of the clients possibly has a felony. And I'm like, okay, has a felony. And I was like, oh, okay, what's their name? Can we, can we get a picture? Why? Well, because if they AMA, which means they leave the facility or they get discharged, then I'm going to call Plant City. Oh. So this one particular person sort of has a little bit of a reputation, and nobody likes them, and they can't figure out why. I'll tell you the reason why in a moment. So all of a sudden, she writes an email. Oh, by the way, you know, I, I talked with Officer Myers, and um, he says that he's going to call Plant City if the person AMAs, there's a potential felony on their hand. On, uh, so then, I, and then the owner calls me on the phone, calls me into the office, and says to me, did you say, say, and say, and so, and so, and so, and so? I said, no, I didn't say that. He slides the email across, I read the email, and I said, yes, but... I know some of the, metal, the laws, the HIPAA laws and all that kind of stuff. While the person's a client in the facility, no, I wasn't going to call the police. But if they are discharged, they are no longer a client, and now we've hoisted them on society here in Plant City. Do you know what the possible felony was? No. What if they murdered somebody, and now they're hiding in this facility? So I explained that. Then the... Director says to the owner, well, I can appreciate that you're trying to not, you know, that kind of stuff. And I said, this is what I said. Watch this. I said, you know what? I'm sorry. My bad. I made a mistake. I should have known. Please forgive me. Hello. Even though I didn't make a mistake. Because I was looking at the responsibility and the liability of the complex and then the responsibility and liability of what's going to happen in this in this." Community. But what? I ate it. What is that? Character, integrity, honesty, hello. And it could have cost me. Here's another story I want to tell you. When we were in Bible school at Rhema, I had a janitorial business company. And at one time, I had my carpet cleaning equipment. And after school, I would go and clean carpets or I would go to auto dealerships and auto detail places and I would steam clean the seats and all that kind of stuff. So I'm at this car and I'm steam cleaning and one of my tools slips like out of my hand and puts a little mark inside the brand new, you know, tent, window tent. And it put a little X in there. I mean, it was small. And I was like, oh, no, golly, this, this is going to cost me my job. I mean, I'm going to lose money on this one right here. And my God, I'm a Bible school student. <laughs> Hallelujah. I gave, up every, you know, I gave up everything 
I gave up my janitorial business here in Florida and sold my house, sold my second car, got rid of all my furniture to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go to Bible school. Thought I knew about faith until I decided to go to Bible school. Praise God. Amen. So all of a sudden I see now I have a choice. Either tell the person or risk doing it for free. And when you're a Bible school student, you want to don't do things for free. Because it could be Raymond Noodles or Chateaubriand. It really depends. Amen. Listen, when you go couch diving for 39 cents to get a cheeseburger, you know you're a Bible school student. Praise God. Amen. There's got to be 39 cents. I, got, I haven't had a cheeseburger in six months. Amen. So I'm going to side on character and integrity. So I contacted the owner and I'll get, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, thank God for character and integrity. Got me out of that one. Hey, let me tell you another story. Yeah, this, is, this is really something here. In Oklahoma, it can get very windy. At one point in time, it can be 75 degrees and it'll drop down to like 30 in like a period of six hours. And the wind gets blowing, right? So I'm going to go see my accountant to pay taxes. So I pull up next to this Mercedes-Benz. When I open the door, the wind caught the door out of my hand and put a dent in the door of the Mercedes-Benz. I closed the door, looked at the dent. Oh, man, like I really need this today. So I thought to myself, I can either put a note on the car or I can go from store to store and office to office to find out whose Mercedes this is. So I decided to go from store to store to find out the Mercedes because I didn't want the note to blow off the window. Hello, come on, somebody. So nobody. I went to everything. Nobody. I thought, man. So I walked into the accountant's office. And I, <laughs> and I said, does anybody know what that 388 blue name? Oh, yes, that belongs to so-and-so and so-and-so. And I went, my accountant. <laughs> and I got an appointment with her in five minutes. So I walk in. I walk in. And I sat down and I said, you know, so-and-so, I said, um, is that your blue Mercedes 380? Yeah, brand new. We just picked it up yesterday. <laughs> so I said to her, I said, well, you know how windy it gets here? Oh, yes. Days are just really windy, you know. And sometimes, you know, unintentionally you open the door and it catch. Oh, yeah, it happens to me all the time. Okay, good. Well, I parked next to your Mercedes and I open the door and there's a dent about the size of a dime on your Mercedes. I said, I'll give you my insurance. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Oh, character, integrity. Keeping your word, even to your own hurt. Okay, so now, how would you get out of keeping your word to your own hurt? Go talk to the person that you kept your word to. Say, hey, listen, some circumstances have seriously changed. I know that I said to you that I would do this, but man, I'm really struggling here. Could, is there a possibility? Listen, your call. Because I made a commitment to you. Your call. But man, could, you, could we come to agreement on something? 
instead of just going, hey, see ya. Glad to know you. No, it isn't. It's character, integrity. Never violate your conscience. Don't ever violate your conscience, ever. That's your moral epicenter. Don't sear your conscience either because there's people that sear their conscience. Let me tell you another story since we're having such a wonderful time this morning here in church on character and integrity. Amen. Another story. I met a few years ago with a young couple, and they were sleeping together, and they were having a good time and whatever. Don't look at me like that. Y'all been there. Your halos are leaning right now. I feel a breeze. It's your wings flapping in the air, I see. Praise God. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay, so we were sitting down, and they'd been together for a long time, and they, they talked about getting married and things like that, and they wanted to know what I thought. Great person to ask, because I'm going to tell you the truth. Amen. Well, you know what? You can burn two ways. You can burn with passion, or you can burn in hell, and you don't want to burn in hell. So get married. Praise God. Amen. Right? Burn with passion. Right? Or burn in hell. Therefore, choose. Get married. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, it's better to marry. First Corinthians, First Corinthians says, Paul said this, better to get married than to burn. Burn, baby, burn. Dun, dun. Okay. No, you don't, want to, you don't want to burn, baby. So all of a sudden, she says this. Well, you know, I used to attend church. She said, but I've gotten so used to sin, listen to this, that I thought it was okay until you said something. What, you mean until light penetrated your darkness? Deception leaves when light penetrates darkness? Is that right? When, right? Light, you are the light of, right? What, what is it? It's to save people from destruction. Killing, stealing, and destroying. Come on now. It's to preserve their life so that they can run their race, finish their course, stand before the throne of God and have God say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I put this quote on Facebook recently. We live in two places. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's the first place. The second place is we live our life on the earth to please God. You live in two places, folks. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. And then our obligation, because of what Jesus did on the cross, is for us to live our life on this earth pleasing to God. And in that journey, He leaves room for mistakes. Because the Bible says if a righteous man or woman falls seven times, they'll rise Again, just make sure you fall forward. If you stumble, make sure you fall forward. So be a person of character. Be a person of integrity. Is it hard sometimes? Yes. Thank you for being honest. (laughs) It is. But you can do all things through the anointing, through Christ who dwells in you, who makes his home abode on the inside of you. And you know what? And the outcome would be better. It will be. Well, what if they made me pay for it? Then there you go. I made a mistake. There's mercy. There's grace. God will make it up when you make a mistake. Grace and mercy. Amen? Come on, stand to your feet if you would. I had like 15 pages. That was only page one, about halfway down. Praise God. Amen. Come on, lift your hands toward heaven. Let's just worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords.
Father, we love you. We thank you that we are people of character, that we are people of integrity, that you're forming in us character and integrity, people that can see when others cannot see. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you. We exalt your holy name. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, just worship Him a little bit. I think the Lord wants to minister to some of you here. Praise God. His presence is here. The, pa- the presence of the power of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We honor you. There is no one like you, God. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come.